Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Murder and Misery, our true crime podcast. We are your hosts. My name is Heather, and I know absolutely nothing about true crime. And my name is Jillian, and I consider myself somewhat of a true crime expert. Yes, Jill is our resident true crime expert. And we created this podcast so that Jill could teach me about all things true crime, both locally and nationally, and to take you guys along for the journey, so that if you too know nothing about true crime, you can learn something. Or maybe hear another perspective about stories you already know. Okay, so first, I, we, me and Heather, feel so bad because after we had recorded last week's episode talking about how my parents' dog ate my request journal, we got a DM from a, a lovely person named Sarah who had requested uh, the Ken McElroy case. And I think what happened, because, so her and my, my cousin had requested the same case. And I think the issue was... Is that for one of them, now I can't go back and look because the dog ate the journal. But I think what happened was one of them was written under Ken McElroy and one of them was written under like... Small town bully. Small, yeah, small town bully gets murdered by town or something like that, which was 100% my fault because I don't look into anything before I write it down. I just write down what it says. And then when I decide to cover something, I'll look through and I'll be like, oh, this one sounds interesting and then read it and then choose. Um, so that is 100% my fault. I feel like we need to send her a free sticker or something because I feel so terrible. That's fine. Um, Sarah, if you want a free sticker, let me know if you want black or white and I'll send it to you. Yeah, because I I do feel very, very bad about that. So thank and you. And we appreciate your request. And you give us supplemental information. Yes. So. so we appreciate you. And I still I still feel so bad. Um, but yeah, I'm going to start... We started digitally storing them, and it's going to be so much cleaner now. So hopefully this mistake never happens again. But again, I am so sorry. Before we get into today's case, it's going to be a little different because there's really not a whole lot of information, but I don't know. I figured we could discuss what we know now and then maybe do a deep dive if more information is released afterwards. Also, Heather's going on vacation, and I am sick. So the shorter, the better at this point. Okay. You know, I just figured it would be easier for both of us. Yeah. Um, anyway, so before we dive into today's episode, it contains a mention of child sexual assault, brutal assault of minors, crimes against children, and kidnapping. It's heavy. Honestly, it's it was hard to read, so I know it's going to be hard to listen to, so listener discretion is advised. This case starts in Dadesville, Alabama on Monday, August 1st of 2022. It was early in the morning, a little after 8 a.m., when a car driving on County... You're looking at me weird already. I'm just... That was just a couple days ago. Yeah. So, uh, I'm I'm looking at you weird because I have my thinking face on. Sorry. I do this sometimes because I really do listen very intently. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, wait, that was a couple days ago. So then now I'm like trying to put it together. And if I've seen anything about it, which I don't think I have, but that's what my brain is doing. It's like, what do we know? Well, it has been everywhere, which is how I saw it. And I was like, you know, as soon as I saw it, I looked into it and I'm like, okay, let's just. Well, we all know that I'm a social media hermit. So true, true. Okay. So it was early in the morning, a little after 8 a.m. when a car driving on a county road noticed a young girl walking alone. Now, I'm unsure if they talked to her or solely called 
least because of her age and the condition she was in. But that is an important thing to remember because if they hadn't called, who knows what the outcome of this would have been. Um, side note, actually a few years ago, I was driving through Quiver Park, our state our state park, mm-hmm. and it was like 10 p.m. at night and there was a little boy with a backpack and shorts and short sleeves. And this was like freezing. I mean, not like winter, but like cold fall, like hoodie weather. And we had like stopped the car. One, it, you have to be very careful approaching children. Yeah. Like, especially if they're out by themselves. One, you just don't know. These days, people are crazy. And two, you don't want to make a kid think they're going to get kidnapped. But because of the conditions, he was walking towards the highway. And we rolled down our window and we're like, I was with a friend and we were like, are you okay? And he was like saying things like, I have to go. And we're like, well, where are you going? Are you going home? And he was like, mama said I can't go home. Mama said I can't come back. Like, it was weird. Interesting. It was scary. So we called the non-emergency hotline and we're like, hey, like, this kid's walking towards the highway. He was probably, like, eight or nine. And walking towards the highway, it was late at night. It was cold. Mm -hmm. And so the highway patrol or police or somebody came and, like, talked to him. And I don't know if maybe he just got into an argument with his mom and decided to run away or if she kicked him out of the house we don't know what happened after that, but I can't, I can't imagine. So, you know, that's another one of those, if you see something, say something, because you never know what could come out of it. Anyway, so back to the story. The driver picked up the child and then the police were called. The girl was taken to the hospital for medical attention. And this is where they found out that she had sustained head injuries. And then they found out something even more horrific. She had damage evident on her wrist. Investigators looked more into this and discovered that the girl had been kidnapped from an unspecified location around July 24th, though she was not reported missing. That's what? a little, that's a little confusing. That's weird. That part doesn't really make sense to me, but we'll get more into that in a minute. Okay. But she was being held captive in a trailer, tied to a bed, and was being drugged with alcohol to sedate her. She had been sexually abused and assaulted for about a week. And then she was finally able to chew off her restraints. She had braces that were literally broken off Whoa. as a result of her having to chew them off. Once police discovered this, they went to the home where she was being held. This belonged to 37-year-old Jose Polino Pascal Reyes. After they charged him with first-degree kidnapping, they then made the horrific discovery of two corpses in the home. One being identified as Sandra Vasquez Siha, who was believed to be Jose's girlfriend. She unfortunately was smothered to death with a pillow. Oh my gosh. And the second body, whose name has not been released, is said to be Sandra's son, who was under the age of 14. He was believed to have been beaten to death. Why? Why? Okay. If we know who he is, why wouldn't they just say his name? Like, what's the purpose of that? I th- I'm not sure. Because I'm sure, I mean, I don't do this, but I know people like Jill do this, that you could just find that information if it's her son and we know that her name. Right. Well, I'm I not sure if it has to do with... Is it just a little bit more work? Well, I'm not sure. I do know their names. You know you know his name? Yes, but that's one of those things where I believe that the police are not releasing it for specific reasons. Yeah. So therefore, I'm, I don't want to... 
Okay, but did you find it by doing what you do and were you... Yes. Okay. <laughs> by being a sleuth. Yeah, okay. I'm just curious because, I mean, obviously they have a reason, but it's just kind of odd for them to release her name and then say that they're related because then I feel like you can easily find out who that person is. Whereas if they had just said, we found her and then we found an, a body whose name we're not releasing yet and mm -hmm. like didn't mention that they were related, that would actually protect his identity. Yeah. You know? Right. So and I, that's I think... Why I was that's I don't, what I was wondering. I don't know if it has anything to do with, like, minors or anything like that. I know that they're not releasing the the girl's name. Um, hmm. But, yeah, unfortunately, he was bludgeoned. It says under the age of 14, but from what I saw, he looked younger than 12. Um, okay. After their murders, Jose dismembered them at their joints so that they were easier to hide it said allegedly that other people lived in the trailer, though they were not there at the time of the investigation. One article said the metal underpinning of the trailer was ripped off. And it looked like the investigators were, like, looking underneath the trailer. So I'm not sure if possibly he had put them underneath the trailer. Hmm. Um, I'm not sure. That's my speculation. It is believed that Sandra who her friends called her Sandy, and her son were murdered the day after the abduction. Oh. Uh, at the time of me writing this, it was unknown if there was a connection in all of these crimes or if the young girl was related to Jose or Sandy in any way. But right before I left to record this at Heather's, I checked to see if there had been any more updates since I had written this, and there were. It is now known that the 12-year-old girl is Sandra's daughter. Oh. Which I'm very confused about the whole kidnapping thing because they lived there with him. It said they moved in there in February. So I'm very... I'm not sure all of the articles said she was kidnapped. Kidnapped girl. Which, I mean, I guess you could be kidnapped in your own home. But I, that part does not make sense to me. I'm not 100% sure um, since they had all lived there together. Did she maybe live with her dad? I don't believe so. Okay. Um, from what I saw, it looked like their family all lived in Mexico or lives in Mexico. Okay. So that part is very confusing to me. And of course, this is all fresh information. So I'm not really sure. Um, That's how she was kidnapped like a week prior I don't know. I that, that part confuses me. But still, you know, this is a developing case, so who knows if she was somewhere else. We do know that her brother and her mother were brutally murdered, allegedly, like they said, a day after she had been kidnapped. Hmm. So, again, these are questions that we don't really have answers to. But um, she has been placed in the custody of child welfare, while Jose is being held in the Tallapoosa County Jail on no bond, awaiting trial for first-degree kidnapping and capital murder, also corpse abuse. And I believe they're also looking into child abuse, child sexual assault abuse charges as well, though they weren't specifically mentioned. But with the Tallapoosa County District Attorney saying, quote, we're looking at multiple counts of capital murder along with 
kidnapping in the first degree. And of course, once we continue and finish our investigation, I feel that several more charges will follow, which makes me think that they're probably yeah. going to, I wouldn't see why they wouldn't add yeah. those on there. Um, the sheriff, Jimmy Abbott, said that, quote, this is horrendous to have a crime scene of this nature. Also a 12-year-old juvenile to deal with this horrendous situation. He also called her a hero, which she is. Thankfully, she's safe now, and they say they're going to keep it that way. So the child was appointed an attorney, and Sheriff Abbott said he checked on her on, on Wednesday, which was yesterday, and said, quote, She's doing well, as can be expected, considering the circumstances, which I literally can't imagine. I don't know if she witnessed it or... Yeah, that's what I was wondering, too. Yeah, if she knew, I, I don't know, but either way, horrific. Um, the FBI and the Department of Homeland Security are also involved in the investigation, as it's believed that Jose was not in the country legally. I'm not sure how factual that is, but it was noted that... He was arrested by the U.S. Border Patrol on December 14th of 2014 and processed as an expedited removal and removed to Mexico on December 23rd, 2014. They said that he re-entered re the U.S. at an unknown location and an unknown time on Thursday. A judge appointed Lafayette attorneys Mark Carlton and William Crutchfield of Carlton, Crutchfield, and Max... Maddox and Maddox to represent Reyes. It also is noted that there is a famous baseball player named Jose Reyes. When I was looking this up, Ian thought it was the baseball player that did this and was like more, well, obviously mortified, but like, yeah, he was like, and I'm like, no, they're different people, but unfortunate names. And I think they're the same age. Wow. Yeah. Or they, maybe they're like a year apart. I don't know. But the attorneys have filed a motion for a preliminary hearing to be held on Thursday. And his attorneys or whatever said that they were just appointed and they haven't met him. So they declined to comment. It sounded in the beginning, it sounded like they didn't even want to be noted as his, as oh, representing sure. him. Because somebody has to. I know. Yeah. So it sounds like, you know, they're like, please keep us as far away as this as possible. But. So, on the 11th, is that what you're saying? You said Thursday, so I didn't know if it was yesterday or next Thursday. I should say, the attorneys have filed a motion for a pre preliminary hearing to be held, and on Thursday said that they were just appointed and haven't even met him, so they declined to comment. Okay. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry I was confused. <laughs> no, I totally... There's commas that needed to be there, and they weren't... Um. I was like, wow, that's fast. <laughs> yeah, no. I feel like this is going to be a long time. Yeah, for sure. Sandy and her children came to the United States from Mexico in 2017. And at the time of her death, they all had formal asylum in the United States and were awaiting a hearing on the matter. I do want to say that people are, and this is making me sick, people are already trying to turn this entire situation political. And I... I beg anyone that even tries to think that instead of trying to twist narratives to use this horrific crime as a narrative for your opinions, think about the, the young girl who lost, if not witnessed, her mother and brother's death. They were a beautiful family. It looked like they loved Harry Potter and Frozen. 
Um, they were adorable, and it seemed like she was a great mother. I looked at some of their family's pages, and it is devastating. From what I read, people aren't sure really what's going to happen, because it, from what I read, it did seem like most of her family still is in Mexico. Yeah. And weren't sure if she was going to be, if the family was going to be moved there or staying here. I do know that they're, they were previously in a different state, which I'm not going to mention because they don't want that mentioned. Um, they said that they're looking into an investigation with that state. Hmm. I don't really know if maybe she wasn't supposed to leave the state or what, but... Maybe that's where she was kidnapped from. Maybe, but it, they've been there since February. Well, then not. I don't know. I, I'm I confused really... by the kidnapping part. I know you said that you still are too, but I'm just trying to like piece it all together. Yeah, and I don't... I don't know. That does... Because they weren't even... In the beginning, when I had originally written this, they didn't know... Obviously know who she was, but knew if she was related to yeah. anyone. And so them finding out that... She did they just assume she was kidnapped then? Like maybe at the beginning they since she had like escaped they I don't know. thought she was kidnapped. Because even the article that was like, hey, this is actually Sandy's daughter, still in the headline said like kidnapped girl leads investigation to find the discovery of it was very hmm. much that. So I'm very confused because it was like even from what, like, the people that went to the press release on it, it's very much like a kidnapped situation from what the chief was saying or the sheriff was saying. So Yeah, and that, you said that they were still pursuing the kidnapping charge. Right, so I'm... And don't get me wrong, I mean, I feel like he still obviously kidnapped her. Even if she lived there, yeah. Yeah. That so maybe bizarre. that is it. But but then there might be something we don't know where she was staying somewhere else. Um I'm not sure. But I mean it does make a little a little bit more sense why she wasn't reported missing then if Right. He took her in from inside the house, you know? Yeah. And then one day went crazy and decided to tie her up. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah, I don't know. I know some of the reports that I tried to read were a little confusing because they were all in Spanish and the translations did not yeah. work very well. Um, Google Translator is a tool, but it is not perfect. Yeah. Well, and I was looking at some of the stuff on, on Facebook too, and it was like, I I tried to read, but you know, some of those things, it's definitely like, yeah. you know, that's not what they said because yeah. it doesn't make no sense. But yeah, anyway, um, you know, I feel like both of these kids had their childhoods ripped from them. Mm -hmm. One, unfortunately, will never get the opportunity to grow up. And the daughter, I feel like she had to grow up way too fast having to experience all of this at the hands of a monster. So, um, that's let's, crazy. Right. I just, I just want people to try to focus on the fact that there are people that evil in the world and less on where the monsters come from. So. Well, I mean... We have talked about, so this is case 37, I think. Everybody else we've talked about except for like one <laughs> have been from the United States. It's right. not that people from the United States are good and people from Mexico are bad. Like it's, we are not saying that by any means. And you shouldn't think that because it's not true. But yeah, if you get that from this one episode, like 
you can unfollow us. Right. Well, it just made me so, like, upset, like, because I looked it up on Facebook. Yeah. And some of the stuff that people were saying, it's just, like, this this child, this literal baby just lost her entire family. And this is what we're focusing on. Yeah. Like, I cannot imagine, first of all, what would have came of her if she hadn't escaped. Yeah. And it just, I don't know. It gives me goosebumps because I just, I'm, this one made me sick to my stomach. Even before I knew that. It was her daughter. It was her, yeah. Yeah. So, you know. That's horrible. Like, I'm just trying to imagine, like, being a little kid who lives with her mom and her brother and her mom's boyfriend and potentially everybody's happy. And then one day your mom's boyfriend loses his mind and ties you up and then sexually assaults you and then kills your mom and then kills your brother. Right. Like, how confusing would that be? I mean, I'm hoping and praying to God that she she did not witness that or know that. Right. Like, I I can't even wrap my head around that part. About her, like, knowing and understanding that or seeing that, hopefully. Good God, I hope not. But, I mean, even just being attacked by somebody who, in theory, is supposed to protect take care you. of you and right. protect you and, like, and is your family, even if not officially, like, if you're mm-hmm. living together, nine times out of ten, like, you become, like, family. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. It. Disgusting. Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah, it just, I don't know. I genuinely, I feel like this is the one time where I have no words to speak because of how disgusting. I just don't even know. Yeah. I'm glad that the person who saw her reported it and that, oh, they're so cute. Oh, my God. They dre- You want to see them dressed up as Harry Potter? Yes. Oh, my God. Her son is so cute. Yeah, and that's why... I think he's younger than she is. He looks younger than her, yeah. But she's wearing heels. True. So that could make her taller. Wow. No, they look like babies. Yeah. And, I mean, from what I saw on Sandy's Facebook. Beautiful family. Very. And she, you know, I don't know. I just, you could tell how much she loved her kids. Yeah. And they're, they're all smiling together. Oh, my gosh. Jill. I know. Stop showing me pictures. These are so cute. I just want to say, like, tragedy, but this family was family goals. That is a very cute picture. She picks her nails off. Not (laughs) unlike myself. (laughs) I didn't notice that. But, yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. So, you know, prayers and condolences go out to their entire family Absolutely no excuse for doing that. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. I don't either, honestly. That was a terrible case. Yeah. And I, you know, if more information does come out on this, which I assume it will shortly, um, maybe we'll have, like, a follow-up episode. This was one of those things that just, like, when I read it, it just, like, hit me hard. And I was like, okay, let's. Yeah. I hadn't, I haven't seen anything about that. Which, again, I'm really only ever on TikTok, but I hadn't heard about that. Yeah, I, I saw it a lot on Facebook and a lot in... What does m- he look like? Monster. Literally. He looks like a regular old guy, though. I mean, he... Yeah, he but looks- I know he's a monster. I was just curious if I'd seen his face, but I I haven't seen any pictures of him either. 
Yeah. Well, we will be praying for her and mm-hmm. her family um, in Mexico, and hopefully that the people that are involved in her case do their absolute best to give her the best outcome as possible, whether that is going back to Mexico or having some of her family come here. I don't know. I know that that's tricky, mm-hmm. but I hope that everybody puts her best interest at the front and that they take care of her. And I hope that she gets the help that she needs because I'm sure she's going to need it. And I don't know what else to say. <laughs> well, if there, and I don't, I don't know. I know like in the Turpin family case, there was like GoFundMes and stuff like that set up. Um, that didn't necessarily go well for their family, but you know, with as much as the sheriff was like talking, checking up on her and calling her a hero and all that stuff, I I feel like she is in good hands. But if there's any resources that I find that come out about helping her in in any way, um, I will have Heather link them in the show notes as well. Okay. If you haven't already, make sure that you are keeping up on our social media accounts. Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and then we will be back together next week with another episode. And we have Etsy now, so. And if you want to buy merch, I will put the link in the show notes. All right, bye. Bye.